Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Afternoons on SEM. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World. Great to have your company wherever you're listening around the planet. Dwayne's World for Brick Lane Brewing. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, the taste of summer. Brick Lane Brewing. Find it at all good bottle shops. Great to have your company. It's Midday Madness time. You call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss, we'll get you on for the next two hours. Midday Madness for work locker Karen Downs and Packenham. Work where for wherever you work. Anything you'd like to discuss, for the next two hours, we will get you on. That's the Midday Madness promise, and we're here every day to take your calls at midday. Big show coming up a little bit later on. We'll have a chat to Mitch Creek, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix superstar, so he's going to join us later. West Indies cricket legend Brian Lara also to talk to us. He'll let us know who we should be looking forward to seeing when it comes to this West Indies team, which is about to play the two-test series against Australia starting in Adelaide next week. And... It is interesting. I think there's seven first-time players in their first-time test players that are going to be in their test 11. Only one of their test 11. Craig Brathwaite has been here before. And there's, there's a new coach as well. There's a whole new era of West Indies test cricket coming our way. And we're about to see it on our shores. So we'll talk to Brian Lara about that a little bit later on. But one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the open line number if you would like to join me. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. That's the open line, and you can give that a call for the next couple of hours. Uh, John's already on the line. We'll get to you, John. Just been talking to Jules. There's a heap of stuff I want to get to. Something I should have got to, or wanted to get to yesterday, but didn't quite. We don't talk enough about women's sport on this program. We've got a lot of women listeners on this program, which might surprise you, but get a lot of texts from women and get quite a few calls from women, which is great. Uh, I love the fact that there's so many women out there watching sport and are passionate about sport and know their sport so well. And it's nice to give them the opportunity to have a say. I mean, when you're sort of surrounded by women in the broadcast world that we are in these days, like Sarah Jones, etc., and you see how many games of footy that a Sarah Jones watches and Caroline Wilson watches, you, you start to realise, well, we should be giving more women a voice. And it's nice to be able to give women watches of footy and sport more of a voice than ever on this program every day. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six. It does pop up this time of year. Equal pay for women in sport uh, because of the Australian Open. Normally pops up topical around the Australian Open time 
because women play the best of three and the men best of five sets and get the same prize money for the Australian Open. That's not the argument I'm, not, I'm throwing up. The I'm, reason I'm raising it is because there was an article in the Herald Sun about it yesterday, and sometimes men don't tend to read an article written by women about women getting equal pay like we should, like I did, because it's interesting to hear the perspective. Emily Marler and Adele Labine Romain wrote the article, and part of what they wrote was this quote, and I wouldn't mind throwing it to you to find out if it's fact for you, and this is the, the quote. The fact that when it comes to spectator sports, many people prefer the female version of the sport. So just chew on that for a minute. The fact that when it comes to spectator sports, many people prefer the female version of the sport. And that might not have been the case 10, 15, 20 years ago, but actually maybe it is becoming more the case than ever right now. And I'll, we might even put a Twitter poll up on the Dwayne's World Twitter feed. Would you rather watch the Matildas or the Socceroos right now? Would you rather watch the Matildas or the Socceroos? Obviously, netball. Netball is the obvious one. We'd, we'd rather watch women's netball than men's netball. Tennis is another one that's been the example used in this article, and it's true. But it might be true of the Matildas and the Socceroos right now, and it might be true of a couple of other sports. NCAA volleyball. The women was the, the ratings for NCAA volleyball in the final in the US were astronomical, enormous. So, yeah, your thoughts on it. And if there is a sport that you'd like to raise, well, you would rather watch women than men. Jules, Julian DeStoop raised golf earlier on. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Would love to hear from you before we get to some other stuff. I want to talk a little bit of women's sport for a change. Nathan in plenty. Welcome to you, women. Uh, Nathan, we're talking women in sport. Welcome. Um, well, here's a different spin to it as well, though, Dwayne. Um, what women's sport would you actually like to watch more than women's tennis? Um, as far as... Like, it's hard to compare women's tennis and men's tennis. Obviously, some people do prefer men's, like women's tennis over men. Um, but what female sport brings more to the table than women's tennis? And then also, uh, in the first round of the Australian Open qualifying, the much maligned Australian women, we had nine females win their first round of the qualifying, and that's taking out the players that have already uh, got the wild cards in the main draw. So without a top 100 player, we had nine women win first round of qualifying. So tennis is a given, isn't it, Nathan? Even though there's been this silly argument about best of five versus best of three, the contest and the spectacle that they bring. I mean, we can't compare women to men forever. That's not the way to do it because if you're going to do that, you'll say, well, I'll never watch the women's 100 at the Olympics because they don't run as fast as the men do in the men's 100. The fact that women, I think it's roughly 10% in terms of power, less power, less speed, across all sports. But even reading deeply about that, Nathan, in endurance running now, the gap is closing. So there are a few, I think, marathon women and endurance sport women. It's more a case of the gap being bigger and wider in the power short-form sports than it is in the endurance sports. So maybe more women are competing in those sports and the gap is lengthening in, in terms of the difference between the men's performance and the women's performance. But I love your call, Nathan, because you, you're right about women's tennis and I think we have I think come to that understanding with women's tennis but I think we're going to come to that understanding with a few more sports including I reckon our love of the Matildas right now has changed our perspective on that couple of these coming through on that on the text and you can send your text through 
0433981116. But it is Talkback Radio, so I'd rather have a chat to you, even though I'd, I'll read out a heap of your texts on that temper text machine, 0433981116, if you want to send through a text. Uh, miss watching Ash Barty. She's an all-court game and was very entertaining to watch, and I think that's the aspect we're talking about here. And it was the same with the NCAA volleyball ratings that were astronomical. Um, there's a lot of people around the world, men and women, that would rather watch women's volleyball than men's. One here prefer to watch women's beach volleyball, Dwayne. That's from Rod. I get that. Understand that, Rod. Another one here. Uh, I'd rather watch women's tennis live than the men. Uh, thanks for that. Hi, Dwayne. Um, women's golf is almost as good as men's. Uh, thanks for that. Moxter would rather watch women's Volleyball than men, that's for sure. Prefer to watch women's golf, Australian women's cricket team and netball. That's from Paul. There you go. Uh, Netball's a given. Simo sent that through and quite a few saying uh, netball as well. Thanks for your texts, Simo. Keep your texts coming through. Keep your calls coming through. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. John in Port Augusta. You there, John? Yeah, hi, Dwayne. Uh, you got something completely different on your agenda. Thanks for holding. Yeah, that's fine, mate. Um... You um you touched on just before midday you know, midday your time, uh Julian with Julian about um the old XRFL. Um like um do Victorians appreciate I'm not saying because having spoken to the late great Russell Emble over the years and then years back about they said the VFL was a definite step up. But do the v, do the Victorians Realised it was a strong domestic competition. I'm not saying it was quite as strong as the VFL because it wasn't. Death was certainly deeper in Melbourne and whatever else. But do I appreciate that it was once a really strong, strongly supported, vibrant domestic and middle competition and all the rest of it. And then I've got one on Craig Bradley. Yeah, far. Look, I said a couple of days ago, whenever this was raised by another caller, um, and there was a text disputing what I said. I think the VFL was tougher to play in, but the grounds were muddier. It was a nastier, more brutal form of footy. In Adelaide, the grounds were always pretty good. Even when it rained heavily, they drained well because a lot of the grounds were sort of beachside and sand-based, even the Adelaide Oval sand-based, so it drained away. You were pretty much playing on grass and running on grass the whole time, so I think it did enhance the skilled players. Plus, I played in the era where the Odie handball game was prevalent. So the run with the ball handball game, I think, was more prevalent in South Australian football than the VFL in those days. So the running players were, I think, uh, able to play that style of game so well in comparison to playing it with a muddy wet ball in, on Victorian grass, like Moorabbin, which I played on uh, a couple of times. My first ever VFL game was at Moorabbin. It was a mud heap, and it was tougher in those days, and there might be, might have been... I think there was more depth in the VFL and certainly more guys that were going to knock your head off. Um, but you want to talk Craig Bradley as well, John? Yeah. Bradley, I'm not, I'm not saying for one fraction of a second that same was as good as the VFL, because it wasn't. But it was a strong competition in its own right. But on Bradley, what's, what's Craig Bradley done? And you're a good mate who's from Baraka and then Port and I make fires and all the rest of it. What's he done that no other VFL slash SRFL, slash AFL players done. What's Craig Bradley's only football of base has ever done? What's he the only one? 500 games? Yeah, no. 500 apart games? From that, apart from that, he's the only bloke 
to play first-class cricket for both South Australia and Victoria. Nice stat, John. I appreciate you jumping on. Thank you. I appreciate you jumping on. Hey, thanks thanks for your call and thanks for holding for a while before we got to you. Come back to your calls after the break. one 300 If you've got a thought, quite a few coming through uh, on the text. Um, I prefer watching women's tennis as I cannot be bothered watching a men's five-setter that could go for four or five hours. Men's tennis should be three sets only. To be more viewer-friendly, uh, put an end to the equal pay debate, Ari, the number of sets as well played. J-Dog, and you make a good point there. J-Dog, figure skating and gymnastics, 100%. There are some sports where the women are actually better at it than men, and I was lucky enough for Fox Sports and Channel 9 back in the day to broadcast the equestrian at the Olympic Games. I was part of the equestrian coverage. The, the, the coverage of the equestrian was, it was a real eye-opener for me. And I think even in the dressage, in the, I think the last seven gold medalists in dressage at the Olympic Games have been women, and they compete equally at the equestrian against the men. So there are some sports where women head-to-head are a hell of a lot better than the men, outside of netball, of course. We'll take a break. Back to your calls and your text. You with Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. Midday Madness for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Packing and Workwear for wherever you work. You call, you get on. That's the promise. And the number is one 736 And we've got some things to give away. SEN's 20th birthday is Friday the 19th of January. To celebrate, we're giving away invitations to join us at the Sporting Globe in Richmond. So we've got a couple of double passes to give away for that event. You can join us after 3 o'clock Friday the 19th of January. We'll give a couple of double passes away today. In fact, uh, Tim in Brighton's next on the line. one 300 The Twitter poll is up. So would you rather watch the Matildas or the Socceroos? And I think early days it's running at 55% would rather watch the Matildas, 45% Socceroos. But keep your votes coming. It's a... Small sample size at the moment, but uh, it does prove the point. And I've got the numbers up here for the NCAA. I was mentioning the fact that women's volleyball, college volleyball, rates enormous numbers in the US when I read this article and did a bit of research on it yesterday. So NCAA, 2023 NCAA Women's Volleyball National Championship averaged 1.7 million viewers, most watched college volleyball match in history, men's and women's. Tim in Brighton, welcome to you, Tim. G'day, Dwayne. As always, thank you for your show. I, I think with um, uh, the Socceroos and the Matildas, I, I think it's about on par like it is with, uh, or in my opinion anyway, with the cricket. And I think the men's and women's cricket is, is for me, is equally as good to watch along with the golf because, because we're being very, in all those sports, we're being very competitive. But the one I'm really interested in at the moment, uh, uh, Australian female jockeys. I was at Sandown yesterday and uh, I had the opportunity to talk to Jamie Carr uh, to watch her race and uh, she was just such a great ambassador for her sport and then you've got you know female jockeys like Rachel King apprentice female jockeys like Celine Gaudry and others that are coming through I think that's a real space to watch with female sport yeah so Tim that's kind of the area that I was talking about earlier on where I was lucky enough to broadcast the equestrian at the Olympics. So I saw a first hand there and was stunned by it. And I shouldn't have been, but it seems like endurance strength sports, there isn't as much of a disadvantage because it's the way that you are able to handle the horse 
for one thing, but it's also the ability over a longer race uh, to have that endurance aspect and not just the power aspect to the way you're riding. So maybe it's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Some of the sports like horse racing where trainers and jockeys, uh, females you could argue are better than the men, like equestrian where you could argue that the females are better than the men. There's a lot of sports in the Olympics where I'd rather see, I mean, I'd rather see one gold medal fought for by both the men and women. I think there's some shooting events where, to me, you'd think, well, why, did you, why, why don't you just have one event for shooting, clay target or whatever, and just have the men and women equal and compete together. Because I think it's more fun. That's the, one of the beauties of horse racing right now, isn't it, Tim? Or has been for a long time. I agree with you. And in fact, that's a really good idea as far as an Olympic sport is concerned. We just make it, you know, male or female, and they compete against each other. And that's the beauty, as you just said, with, uh, <clears throat> with, with horse racing at the, at the minute. So you couldn't do it with a javelin, you couldn't do it with a shot put, but there are a lot of sports where I think they could refine it. But maybe there'd be complaints because, you know, there are a lot of people that would rather keep it separate. Um, yeah, great to have you called, Tim. Hold the line, we'll send you, we'll bring you along to our party. You and a friend invited to join us, celebratory drinks at the Sporting Globe, Friday 19th of January from 3pm. Thanks to the Sporting Globe to celebrate SEN's 20th birthday. And we've got another double to give away a bit later on. Mark in Coburg, welcome to you, Mark. Hi, Dwayne. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I I prefer watching women's basketball than men's. And the, the reason being is that the men's basketball now, particularly the NBA, is all based on outstanding individual skill. And the women's game is more like a throwback to basketball of, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago where it's based on an offense and... And you've still got your talented players, but it's more of a, a team sport rather than individual brilliance. So, Mark, why doesn't it rate as well? Women's tennis rates as well as men's tennis, and women's tennis puts as many backsides on seats as men's tennis. Just been talking about the volleyball in the US, which more people want to watch on TV and go live and watch than men's volleyball. Why, why, does, why doesn't the WNBA and the WNBL get crowds and have ratings? Yeah, look, I still... I don't believe basketball um, translates to TV that well because of... Um, because of the... because the... you know, the, the court is small, etc. But when you go to a game and you're caught up in all that atmosphere, I think the WNBL, although it's smaller... Um, is um, equivalent to uh, an NBL game uh, as, as far as atmosphere goes. And like I said, I just, I guess I'm more of a purist of, um, you know, what's the offense? Uh, what defenses are they going to try and play? And if someone does get hot and starts to light it up, what can they do to shut it down? Whereas, you know, the NBA, you're not allowed to play a zone, you're not allowed to do this. And it's all designed to maximise scoring. And don't get me wrong, the brilliance of the um, of the men's, um, the skill and brilliance of the men's game is uh, is amazing. And I will watch it. But if I was to go to a game, I'd rather watch a w- a woman's game because it's uh, it's yeah, it's old school. It's old school basketball. It's played below the ring, not above the ring. 
Love your call, Mark. Always great to have your contribution. I really appreciate it. Dean in Bur- Burwood. Welcome to you, Dean. G'day, Dwayne. I'm just uh, wondering, uh, women's sport with uh, snooker and darts, they don't seem to play it much, but their physicality wouldn't even come into it. So I wonder why they don't play those two sports. There are a few female dart players, uh, Dean, and I think they are trying to grow um, the sport with women as well. Snooker likewise. And that is it's another perfect example. They could compete on an equal basis, but how many people are playing it? You need, I mean, there's an old saying about footballers, you need a thousand bad ones before you get a good one. You need a thousand, you know, women playing snooker before you get a good one as well. And are there the numbers playing it to enable them to have a few of the best players in the world to compete against the men? At least with jockeys, there's a number of jockeys, female jockeys now coming through. Same with a lot of, you know, females in, in um, well, females want to play netball. So, you know, there's always been that, that background of player to come through for the next generation, but they haven't ever been there. And it's not ingrained in the culture to play snooker or darts necessarily, Dean. Yeah, no, I just thought it was, um, yeah, it's just a physicality. I mean, women, women will never dominate men's sport because, as you said, physicality. But it's, um, there's a lot of sports that uh, physicality's got nothing to do with it. Anyway, just sort of make Absolutely. No, no, it's a really good point you make, Dean. Appreciate you making it. A couple of texts that have come through. Uh, the PGA tournament in Baruga next weekend is a mixed, mixed event. Both male and females playing alongside each other. The first in the world, I believe, when it launched three years ago. Women have won the last two tournaments. Jack from Baruga. Great point, Jack. And you can get along and watch that. Uh, I think there was one at 13th Beach last year uh, down my way. And there will be another this year soon. Another text here. Technology has rendered some male sports boring. Golf, as an example, has become a pitch and putt contest most weeks on the US Tour with power and fitness. Tennis in and serve one shot with new rackets. Uh, the artistry has disappeared in the men's, but still exists in the female sports. Thank you for that. Yeah, the men's game has changed a lot in tennis, but you're not going to put that genie back in the bottle unless you make them play with the kind of wooden rackets that McEnroe played with, even though he and Connors were part of that era where it evolved to... Well, Connors had the aluminium racket famously and then went to... The graphite. Uh, women's swimming is better to watch. Another one, horse racing, a true level sport where female jockeys and trainers are legends above the men. Uh, hi, Dwayne. No difference in watching either the men or women in the Kona World Iron Man Championship. The women have as many stars and have just as incredible endurance and competitiveness. Ben from Essendon. And that probably harks back to the article that I read and wasn't aware of that being fact either until I read it that. In endurance sports, there isn't as big a gap. I'm one here on the text from Susan. Hi, Dwayne. Love the story about your dad taking your mum on the first date to the Speedway. Looking forward to Dwayne's World today. Uh, yes, uh, I think it was their first date at Riley Park in SA. And it's on at Avalon, uh, the Speedway, this weekend. And I might even get along myself. Plenty more to come on Dwayne's World, including something a little bit left field uh, straight after the break. Brian Lara, I think, is about half an hour away from joining us. So plenty still to come on Dwayne's World. More Midday Madness after the break. The number, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 World brought to you by Werribee Care. The whole team are down there. David, Janan, Aida, Jim, Janan. Uh, I see them on a regular basis. They're great people. Spoke to David on text last night, as a matter of fact. A great group. If you're in the market for a new or used car, drop down and see the team at Werribee Care. They'd love to see you. They make buying cars easy. News. And then we're back. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. 
Midday Madness for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Packet and Workwear for wherever you work. We're back for 2024, Dwayne's World and Midday Madness, sort of. Uh, I'm not doing the show tomorrow because I'm doing breakfast tomorrow on SEM with Sammy Edmund. Been invited down the lawn to do the breakfast show. So uh, I've, been, I've been given the call up to the big show. So I'm looking forward to it, doing a little bit of breakfast. Um, and uh, I'll give them what Sammy earns, probably a little bit extra in the pay packet tomorrow doing the breakfast shift. So I'm looking forward to that. Join us down at Lawn tomorrow. one 736 the open line number. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to have a chat about, uh, we'll get you on. A couple of other things floating around. That Well, one footy story that was in the Herald Sun yesterday. Marble Stadium is about to be redeveloped. Herald Sun story, state government and the AFL joint development. They, it won't look like a sports venue. I'm not sure if you saw the story, but from the harbour side, it'll just be this giant facade of an office building in essence looking over the harbour. And you won't even know there's a sports precinct or sporting venue in the middle of it because it'll be in the middle of a great ring virtually, except on Warren Jerry Wayside, um, of office blocks and apartments. But one three hundred seven three six seven three six. When they do do the re- redevelopment, um, and I'm not sure if you've read the story or not, but when they do do it and spend all this money on it, I don't even know what the number was, but it's an enormous number. What should they do to make it more like a footy place, more like a footy home? It doesn't quite feel that way still, Marble Stadium. It doesn't quite have the sporting soul that I wish it had. I'm not sure if it's just longevity and needs to be around a bit longer, but it's been around a long time now. And it just doesn't quite have that sporting soul feel. What should they do with the redevelopment to make it really feel like, especially if you're a Bulldog supporter, to make it feel like your home when you walk in there, to make it feel like it's your home when you're an Essendon supporter? When, so when Essendon's hosting the Adelaide Crows, the Crows fans know they're going to hostile territory. It's Essendon's ground. What can they do? Because well, North Melbourne likewise need to do something there. As well, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Got a Dwayne's World T-shirt or two to give away, and still another double pass to SEN's twentieth birthday, Friday nineteenth of January. Your thoughts on that? Because I think they need to do something to make it. When I saw the photo, it just looked like an apartment block to me. Make it look like a sports venue, especially an AFL venue. I know the Renegades play there, and we do play other sports there, but uh, it's really an AFL venue. It's owned by the AFL. Make it look AFL some way or shape, whether it's a giant footy monument out the front. But if you've got an idea that's better than that, love to hear from you straight after the break. You were Dwayne's World. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Grab out your calls for Midday Matters. Tim, I'm coming to you shortly, but one 736 736 is the open line number. Marvel Stadium, it's being redeveloped. Herald Sun story yesterday, state government, the AFL Joint development, it's going to cost a lot of money. They're going to spend a lot of money on it. But the picture yesterday in the Herald Sun made it look less like an AFL venue than it's ever looked. And it's never really felt like a true AFL venue. I've got a couple of thoughts on what I think they should do. I think they should spend an enormous amount of money on making it look like it's the home of the AFL. And either that's... Well, I think a giant Sharon would be my way of doing it easily. I mean, Australia is the home of giant stuff. We've got the big banana in Coffs Harbour. We've got the big lobster. We've got big this, big that. Have a giant Sharon photo op out the front somewhere or across in the harbour somewhere, maybe in the middle of the water, straight across the road. Have it emerging from the middle of the water. A giant Sharon photo opportunity in the middle of Docklands Harbour. 
So there's a thought. Maybe a giant Times Square kind of screen as well out the front. So when you walk up and you're an Essendon fan on an Essendon game, home game night, it's just all red and black. It's Essendon's ground. When it's the Bulldogs home game, they can Times Square screen all of the Bulldogs colours. Likewise, St Kilda colours. One of those two things or both would be great. But if you've got a thought, when we need to make it like a footy venue, surely not make it look like a housing estate. Tim in Sunbury, you got a thought? We're going to you, Tim. Uh, happy New Year, Dwayne. Look, just, just try to get to, to Marvel. Uh, I do, do want to say just on the last subject that um, the female table tennis is just as good as, as the men's table tennis. So there's, there's another one. Um, with Marvel Stadium, you could get some massive banners and, you know, just, just have them changeable. So be it cricket season, be it footy season, you know, what, whoever the home... home team is, you know, you, you're going in, you're looking at these, these different massive banners of players or, 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 the, or the club colours, and, you know, on cricket season, you can have it for the Renegades, for the Stars, or, or you know, who, whoever's going to play there. I'm with you, Tim. I mean, huge screens are an easy way to go now, especially out the front. I mean, if you could have a Times Square kind of face where when you walked up, it was enormous. And it just let you know that this is all red and black tonight. And if you're a Port Adelaide fan turning up, there's a, there ain't no teal here for you. Whereas normally when you turn up as an interstate person, it's almost like you're going home. You, it looks like it's our home as much as their home. You're spot on, Tim. Um, do you like my idea of a giant sharing in the middle of the water in the harbour or is that a bit too much? Look, I, I actually don't, uh, don't mind the idea. Um, you know, if, if you really want, the, the only downside is, you know, if you're going to use Marvel for, for, for other things besides footy. Um, but, I mean, yep. AFL is synonymous with, with Victoria, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's the heartland of, of AFL, in, in, in my opinion. So I, I don't have a problem with it. The other reason I raise it is because I'm not sure of the angles, but there might even be a photo op where with the giant sharing in the middle of the harbour, you've got the Baldy Bridge posts. You could take the angle photo of you with the giant sharing in the harbour heading through the Baldy Bridge posts as if they're goalposts. Because to me, the Baldy Bridge posts look like goalposts anyway. So that's always what I, they remind me of. Um, maybe we can make them round so they're like true goalposts, those Baldy Bridge posts. But I think a giant sharing in the harbour is just an idea trying to do something, make it look like a footy stadium. It is the AFL's own ground. So I know the MCG is the home of footy, but it is the AFL's ground. Anyway, have you got a thought on that? Do you think it's ridiculous, the giant sharing in the harbour or the Times Square kind of screens out the front? Uh, by all means, tell me off the text, 0433981116, or give us a call and we'll return to your call some more Midday Madness next, one 736 736 Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Midday Matters for Work Locker, Karen Downs and Packenham Workwear for wherever you work, you call, you get on. That's the Midday Matters promise. And the number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Another big hour and seven or eight minutes of Midday Matters coming your way. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss, we will get you on. Brian Lara to join us after two o'clock, I'm told. So Brian Lara to have a chat to us. Will Sutherland as well, Melbourne Renegades all-rounder and... 
Victorian Shepherd Shield captain, Will Sutherland, to join us, and South East Melbourne Phoenix superstar Mitch Creek. So plenty to come after 2 o'clock, but your calls all the way up until 2. 1-300-736-736. Or if you want to send through a text on the 40 Winks Temper text, it's 0433-981116. Your new Temper Pro, T-E-M-P-U-R, Temper. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. And we do have a couple of Dwayneswood T-shirts to give away. So if you jump on the line, you're a chance to take yourself home one of those. Let me race through a heap of text before we get back to your calls. Um, Giant Sharon in the Harbour, Dwayne. Now I know why they call you Pipe. Uh, So there's one that doesn't think that that's a good idea. Not a fan of Giant Sharon in the Harbour as a photo op to let the world know that that joint across the road is the home of footy. Uh, Grass. A big grass area to gather with friends with a screen. Also a family-friendly sports pub for pre-game dinners and better merch shops. The US grounds have massive merch shops really promoting the gear. Geelong have a great one. There are a couple of good pubs. I've obviously been to Platform 28 quite a few times. Uh, The one on the corner, which the name escapes me, Um, but it's a pretty good sports pub as well. But, uh, yeah, maybe there should be more of a precinct with a grass area as opposed to just being the concrete jungle that Docklands is kind of known for at the moment. Uh, I think what really stands out when you go to a stadium like the MCG is the statues. This is another text from Chris in Chelsea Heights. The statues and the history around the ground of the AFL could do something that reflects that at Marvel, perhaps paying tribute to more recent AFL stars that called Marvel home over the last 20 years. And that is... Um, what I'm talking about as well. I'm not sure if you can do, you know, statues in a hologram kind of style in the future, but it would be good to have a few of the players who were great Marvel players. I mean, surely the Moorcroft Mark is worthy of a statue. I mean, if anything's worthy of a statue out the front, then it's the Moorcroft Mark. Uh, a giant Sheridan in the harbour, Dwayne, is a no from me. I love AFL, but Melbourne is not all AFL. I prefer to sit a harbour, not a big red AFL advertising eyesore that's from andrew well it would be art it doesn't have to be too big and they do well let me go here um to another text uh because it probably rams home my point as well and that is that there is a giant statue out the front with the cow and the tree now you could put something similar with a sharon i mean it's a aussie tradition of you get your footy stuck in the tree uh maybe they should have a tree to match the cow and a tree tree with a footy stuck in a tree. Maybe that's the way to go. Um, there you go. Hi, Dwayne. from James and Morty Alec. Maybe the Sharon could go in the same tree with the one the cow's in um, across the road from Marvel. James, yeah, I like that piece of art, the cow in the tree, but it would be nice if there was a giant Sharon there as well. Another one, pipe. It's a good idea in theory, but an object in the harbour would be a navigation risk. Screens would be good. Have a great day, Jason in Perth. If you made it really close to the edge... I mean, right up against the edge of the harbour where the cow and the tree is. It wouldn't be a navigation risk there. And let's face it, Geelong's, every Christmas, Geelong puts a giant floating Christmas tree in its harbour. No one's run into that yet. Um, but give it time, maybe. Connor in Fitzroy, welcome to you, Connor. Thanks for jumping on. G'day, Dwayne. Um, just wanted to, happy new year. Um, just wanted to speak about Australian selection. I think Bancroft, a little bit hard done by. He's been leading the runs in the Sheffield Shield for the last two seasons. Um, and they've gone with Redshaw over him. I understand Redshaw made that big 100 in the warm-up game um, against Pakistan. 
So I think you just got to reward Bancroft for the work he's put in, um, and 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 yeah, I think he's been hard done by a little bit, and um, and I understand the frustration that that could be coming from him. Not to say Renshaw isn't deserving of the opportunity, but I think Bancroft should have had the spot over him. So Connor, let me open the lines then to people to respond to this because the first thing I thought of. Yesterday, when George Bailey's press conference was happening and George Bailey just said, we've picked the best six batters. Can you give me your best six batters? On the text, 0433981116. If that was the strict criteria as to how we're picking the team for the test, who are your best six batters right now? 0433981116. Or if you want to join me on the open line, uh, it's Midday Matters. You call, you get on 1300 736 736. Who are your best six batters in Australia right now, Connor? Well, for me, firstly, just with Smith going to opening, um, there's talk about him um, going to that spot so his career can lengthen. Um, his career could mm. also lengthen batting at number four. So I don't quite understand that. Yeah. But my best six batters are probably similar to what um, George Bailey has said, um, with Green sneaking into that. Um, but, you know, in terms of the seventh and eighth, um, you know, I think, I think Bancroft, his stats back that up. He should be the seventh best batter. Um, but look, it's a series against the West Indies. They're, they're, to be honest, yeah. uh, they probably won't get tested too too badly. So, um, you know, whatever move they make will probably pay off. But in the long run, that's where we could fall into, into trouble. Great to have you called, Connor. Good to be talking to some cricket. Brian Lara is going to join us a little bit later on. Will Sullivan also to join us. We'll talk Melbourne Renegade to a you know, bottom of the BBL ladder, so we'll have to address that with him. But we've talked some national selection with Will, who's 24 years of age, and no doubt he wants to play for Australia, play test cricket for Australia one day as well. Back to your text. Uh, a giant football in Port Phillip Bay would suit Melbourne. Craig in Coburg North. Yeah, I like the fact that maybe you could see it looking at Docklands from the Baldy Bridge, but you're right, maybe across the Westgate, you should be able to see a giant footy in the bay when you're crossing the Westgate. That would be nice as well. Um, uh, afternoon, Dwayne. Love the show. Um, big letters spelling out footy, and people could pose as the Y for photos. See, anything like that, I love. Just just bring it on. Suggestions. Again, the Herald Sun photo made Docklands, made Marvel Stadium, made the venue that the AFL owns. As part of this redevelopment, they're proposing less like an AFL venue, less like a sporting venue than it's ever looked. And it's never really felt like a genuine one. Marble Stadium exterior is dated. Perhaps watch the exterior with laser lighting in the home team's colours, which is back to my thoughts on a, a giant Times Square kind of screen that you could stand in front and redo the colours for whoever's playing there. Um, good afternoon, Dwayne. Unfortunately, Melbourne and Richmond supporters don't want to attend matches at Marvel Stadium, it doesn't help when Damien Harbick openly stated we don't like playing there at Marvel. Well, maybe now that Damien's gone, uh, we find more Richmond supporters do make their way there. Uh, Pipe, if the soccer has made it as far as the Matildas in a home World Cup, the hype will be triple of the Matildas. I appreciate that as well, I understand that, but the Twitter poll is still up. Would you rather watch the Matildas or the Socceroos? At the moment, the Matildas are in front. Keep your text coming. I one here I prefer to watch women's football than the men's game simply because there's too much diving in the men's game. You hardly ever see it, uh, women diving in the women's game. Jeff in Sunbury. 
Another massive hour of midday madness to come and Brian Lara after two.